Returning tonight to Proverbs chapter 8, as we continue our series through the first nine chapters of Proverbs, these longer sections constituting a compare and contrast between wisdom and folly, both of which are pictured as women. There is lady wisdom, and then there is the adulterous woman that Josh preached on in chapter 7, and then they'll have their climactic uh, last calls for followers in chapter 9, when wisdom has prepared a feast and Lady Folly has prepared a feast. But we tonight, in chapter 8, get to hear uh, the appeal of wisdom. And so it's wisdom that is calling us tonight. So we prayed earlier uh, in the words of one of our songs, that open our eyes that we might see. Let's pray now that God would open our ears that we might hear. Father, we do pray that you would open our ears, make us receptive to your word, not as those who will think about it. We'd like to hear what you have to say, but we're not sure we really want to do it, but we'll hear you out. No, Lord, open our ears connected to our hearts so that we'll do whatever you ask us to do. But help us make sure that we're hearing from you. For we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. I wonder how you feel about daily devotionals. You know, those little books that aren't the Bible, but they're about the Bible, and they give you maybe a short section of the Bible to read each day, and then they have a short reflection upon that. I know some of you love them, some of you hate them, you don't really like them at all. Well, in 2004, an unlikely candidate wrote one of the most famous, maybe now the most famous of all those devotionals, eclipsing the sales of past ones by a lot, so 40 million copies have been done since 2004 by Sarah Young, who was then a missionary in Japan with the Presbyterian Church in America, and she called it Jesus Calling. And some of you love it, and some of you aren't so sure about it because you've heard people critique it, that, you know, that's really bold and maybe not wise to put your own words as though they were the words of Jesus, as it makes people think that maybe this devotional is inspired She says, oh, no, 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 not at all. Only God's word is inspired. No, I'm merely reflecting on it like in my journal as I, in the midst of my deep pain that I've had, I've had all kinds of health issues over my life. And I just had to find a way to get through and to think about my loving Savior interacting with me on a very personal way. So no, 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 I'm not saying these words are on par with Scripture. You know, some people other take it that way, that Scripture's not enough. Well... I don't want to enter into that controversy tonight. I don't need to weigh in. I don't need to get all messed up with that. But I have uh, at least uh, an an option for you. And that option is in Proverbs chapter 8. But we don't have to wonder about, is this divinely inspired scripture? It is. And is it a call that we all should heed? It is. Will it lead to abundant life? It will. Okay. I might want to hear that out. And it's even in the form, or we can make it in the form, of a daily devotional. We've got seven days of material in these 36 verses. And so I hope you all plan for seven days. We're here for a while. No, we're not, we're not, we don't have time to do that. So I'm going to do something a little bit different. I hope you'll be fine with that. We're going to read all 36 verses, but we're not going to read them all at once and then go back and talk about them all. We're going to take them in devotional fashion, day one, day two, day three. And thankfully, each day answers an important question that's on our minds based on this intriguing title that wisdom is calling. 
calling us right now, today. Really? Who's calling? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Chapter 8, verse 1. Does not wisdom call? Does not understanding raise her voice? Oh, okay. So it's wisdom calling. Or is it understanding? No, it's wisdom calling. That's very clear from the preceding context, from the following context. Wisdom is calling. But it would be helpful if we could define wisdom early on in the, pat, in the part here. Like, what, what do we mean by wisdom? I think the safest and the best definition of wisdom that we can get is by looking at seven synonyms for wisdom that are used in this chapter alone. Just in this chapter, seven different synonyms for wisdom. They are, and you can follow along just uh, from verse uh, one. If you don't see it after that, keep looking. But first one is understanding, then prudence, knowledge, instruction, discretion, fear of the Lord, and insight. All of those are kinds of wisdom. So with wisdom, we're talking about that understanding, insight, prudence, fear of the Lord that will guide us in the very difficult business of living, the business of life. That's what we need. We need wisdom to know how to live for what ends and by what means. That's what we're looking at with wisdom. We also have some antonyms here in this chapter that will help us. Those would be wickedness, not wickedness. Wisdom is the opposite of wickedness. It's the opposite of that which is twisted or crooked or perverted or evil. It's none of those things. It's righteousness and wisdom and insight and understanding and prudence and all of those good things. Day one. Hope you got something out of that devotional. Who's calling? Wisdom's calling. Day two, verses two and three. It's going to answer the question, where? Where's wisdom calling? Where where can I go hear this? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. Beside the gates, in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries aloud. Where then? Everywhere. Not trying to hide this from you, not trying to hold back. No, wisdom is making it plain to everybody. Wisdom is on all sorts of platforms, trying to get her voice heard by all the other voices that are talking at me. I can't hear a word they're saying, only the echoes of my mind. Anybody that got that reference is old. Okay, that's just all I can say about that song. But yeah, if you got that. Um, We've got advertising coming at us from every direction. We're not even aware of it. So much of it is subliminal even, and it's always attacking us. How are we going to hear wisdom in the midst of all this other? Wisdom's just very public about making, making the offer here. It's right there for all of us to hear because it's everywhere. It's on the heights. So get up on the heights, coming through the gates so everybody can hear, everybody can see. That's where it is. That's where it's calling. On, beside, at, in front of. Day three. To whom is wisdom calling? Verses four and five. To you, O men, I call, and my cry is to the children of man. O simple ones, learn prudence. O fools, learn sense. To whom is wisdom calling? Everyone. We're all in need of wisdom and wisdom is offering herself to everyone. Come to me and find wisdom, find prudence, find discretion, find understanding, find knowledge, 
find the fear of the Lord that will guide you to life. So it's, it's for everybody, particularly, however, a couple of groups are singled out for special attention. The simple, that is those who haven't made up their minds yet, whether they're going to follow wisdom or folly, they're just kind of simple-minded. They're not totally fools yet, but they're not totally righteous either. And so I want, I'm offering it to you, uh, to the simple-minded, to the young, just as all these other chapters in Proverbs so far, this is for you. Follow this early in your life. Follow me, wisdom. Follow wisdom and you'll save yourself a ton of heartache, a lot of scars, emotional scars, maybe even physical scars because you will have followed me. Listen to this. And so there goes the cry to everybody, but especially to the simple and to the fools. I think it's so great that here is wisdom calling out even to those who have rejected her earlier and been very foolish. They've gone down a wrong path. They've not listened and they've experienced the consequences of their folly. And yet wisdom is still calling out. There's grace associated with wisdom. There's a great love. Hey, I know you blew it before, but you don't have to keep blowing it. Listen to me. Listen, come. Day four. What is the call? What are you saying, wisdom? Well, verses six through 11. Hear. For I will speak noble things, and from my lips will come what is right. For my mouth will utter truth. Wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are righteous. There is nothing twisted or crooked in them. They are all straight to him who understands and right to those who find knowledge. Take my instruction instead of silver and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than jewels, and all that you may desire cannot compare with her. So, what's wisdom saying? One main word. Hey, listen. Listen. Open your ears and listen. Don't go that path. Don't listen to that advertiser. Don't listen to that siren song over there. The temptress is telling you this. No, don't. Listen to me. Listen. And it comes across in two clear commands in verse 6 and in verse 11. Hear, open up your, put on your listening ears and hear what I have to say. Um, Okay, I get, well, that's fair enough. I'm old, so I have old illustrations. But I'm thinking of a movie in which the protagonist won't hear, won't listen. And there's this little wrinkly, funny looking guy that cannot be a great Jedi master and warrior who says, patient, this one is not. Listen, he will not do. No hope for this one. And Ben says, oh, come on. You remember what I was like? Come on, don't give up on Luke yet. He's still okay. No, he won't listen. And if you won't listen, you're doomed. So Yoda is right to say, listen. That's all I've been asking this kid to do is listen. And he won't listen. But then in addition to listening, it's take instruction, choose it, say, okay, I heard what you said, and now I'm going to adopt it. I'm going to take it into my life. Uh, Remember the movie where uh, Jason Bourne is coming out. We don't even really know who Jason Bourne is at this point. It's the very first of those movies. Like, who is this guy? He's uber competent. You know, he can, he takes down all these police officers with these huge, uh, moves that he can make. He's, he knows everything, all the languages. He's got all, every kind of currency in the world on him. And he's trying to make contact with this guy who's been reporting on the organization that 
Jason Bourne is beginning to think he has something to do with. And yet people are after this guy. It's dangerous. Uh, you know, that reporter better not show himself because he's in deep danger. Bourne makes contact with him on the phone, says, okay, come out into the square. Now I see people looking at you. Don't, don't make, just be in the middle of the crowd. Now bend over and tie your shoe. He bends over and ties his shoe at the right time. So the crowd hides. People can't find this guy. They're going to kill this guy. And says, now go down this hallway, come out here. And so you're, he's on an alley. He's getting ready to go out. And he looks out and he, he says, I think they're coming. I think they're coming. Bourne says, nope, stay, stay. This is early in the movie. So you know, he's not going to stay. He doesn't stay. He gets shot. He's dead. He, he wouldn't listen. I wonder how many times we're like that. The Lord is saying, stay, stay. No, no, I got to go now. If I don't go now, I won't have to stay. No, no, no. Such a bummer. That is so bad. Day five. Why should I listen to you? Why, wisdom, should I listen to you? Verses 12 through 21. Because I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. And I find knowledge and discretion. The fear of the Lord is the hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech. I hate. I have counsel and sound wisdom. I have insight. I have strength. By me, kings reign and rulers decree what is just. By me, princes rule and nobles, all who govern justly. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring wealth and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, even fine gold, and my yield than choice silver. I walk in the way of righteousness, in the paths of justice, granting an inheritance to those who love me and filling their treasuries. That's why you should listen to me, because of all these things that are with me. I dwell with, it's like my roommates. I mean, just think about my roommates, I wisdom. I dwell with prudence, knowledge, discretion, the fear of the Lord. I've got counsel. I've got sound wisdom. Listen to me. These are all these things that are with me. And then there are a number of things also that are by me, by those who use me, use wisdom to know how to live. That's how rulers rule justly because they got wisdom. And then that wisdom, they know how to rule. They know how to, how to, do well. Philosophers flourish with me because they're living according to wisdom. With me, by me. Um, another movie uh, called Night and Day. Uh, Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz are in this one. And Cameron Diaz sort of stumbles into literally uh, Tom Cruise who passes off some super secret battery and puts it on her that she'll be his mule to carry it onto the plane. And Use him, but she has, she's clueless. She does not know what's going on. Things rapidly develop. A lot of people get killed on that flight. There are not that many people on that flight. She's very curious about it. Anyway, she's trying to go off on her own. Like when she finally realizes this is dangerous, I got to get out of here. And this is what Tom Cruise character, uh, Roy says to her, Roy Miller says, okay, look here, June with me. This is your chance of survival. You're up against things. You have no clue without me. This is your chance of survival with me, without me, with me, without me. That's what wisdom is saying to us. You think, you know, so much, you human being, you children of human beings, you don't, you desperately need wisdom from a higher source than you are with me. You have a great 
chance of success. In fact, with me, riches, honor, wealth, better than silver, better than gold, if you're with me. You don't believe that, but it's true, says wisdom, and wisdom is right. Without me, it's a bad path. So what's it going to be? Why should we listen to you, wisdom? Well, because of the benefits with me and by me. Day six. Well, when do you call? How do I know to be ready for you when you call? I want to be by the phone when you call, wisdom. So when will you call? Key passage, verses 22 through 31. The Lord possessed me at the beginning of his work, the first of his acts of old. Years ago, I was set up at the first before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains had been shaped, before the hills, I was brought forth. Before he had made the earth with its fields or the the first of the dust of the world, when he established the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep, when he made firm the skies above, when he established the fountains of the deep, When he assigned to the sea its limit so that the waters might not transgress his command. When he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was beside him like a master workman. And I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always, rejoicing in his inhabited world and delighting in the children of man. In the early days of the church, people that were beginning to realize from the teaching of the apostles, Paul, Peter, John, etc., that, oh, That Old Testament passage has been fulfilled in Jesus. That this Old Testament that has been the only scripture that I have known actually has this new teaching about Jesus deeply embedded in it. In fact, Jesus said that all of scripture, all the Old Testament, whether the Psalms or the law or the prophets, all of it spoke about him. Well, where is it here in Proverbs, I wonder? And many people jumped to Proverbs chapter eight. The Lord um, created me at the beginning of his work the first of his acts of old. And so Christians were latching on to Jesus is this wisdom that's calling. The problem with that view became apparent in the fourth century when a presbyter in Alexandria in Egypt said, that's exactly right. Jesus was God's first work of creation. And then through Jesus, he made everything else. He didn't make anything without Jesus but he made Jesus. There was a time when there was no Christ or the eternal Logos. And there was a time when he was not. Therefore, there's only one God and Jesus is not that God. Well, that Arian heresy was met by the Nicene Creed. It said, told us that no, he was begotten, not made, very God of very God, begotten, not made of one substance with the father by whom all things are made. So countered that view, but Proverbs chapter 8, verse 22 is sort of problematic in a lot of ways. So people look at Proverbs chapter 8 and they say, is this Christ instead of wisdom? It's really Jesus calling. It's not wisdom calling. And others would say, no, it's just wisdom is personified as a woman of noble character, of great value and worth and somebody you really want to know. It's a personification. It's not a hypostasis, another person. It's not the goddess Sophia, the Greek word for wisdom. It's not that. It is not that. I, don't, I agree. However, even though it's, I think, correct to say this is a personification of wisdom and not a clear statement that this is Christ, we do have these other verses from the New Testament to make us have pause at least to see we do see Jesus in the Old Testament. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of humanity. Very similar language to Proverbs chapter 8, and that is the logos or the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us. So Jesus certainly does speak of the wisdom of God. Paul saw that too in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, um, where uh, it becomes clear to us that Jesus is something connected with the wisdom of God. To those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Um, in, and that was 1 Corinthians 1.24, 1.30. Because of, Christ, of, because of him, God, you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us wisdom from God. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 and 17, and Colossians chapter 2, verse 3, also speak of he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Begin, remember, begotten, not made. There was never a time when Christ was not. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. I'm not sure I would say that wisdom is Christ exactly here. But I would say that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the Lord, or Yahweh, as we think it should be pronounced, is Christ, because that is stated explicitly in the New Testament on many occasions. Verses that were true of the Lord are ascribed to Jesus. So Jesus, yes, there is a tight connection here. And when we hear wisdom calling, it's very close to hearing Jesus calling. It is the wisdom of God. Finally, last day. Oh, so when, when does he call? Always. From the beginning, there's never a time that wisdom has not been calling out. Never a time. How do we listen? How do I get this into my life? The final section, verses 32 to 36, answer that question. And now, O sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not neglect it. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, waiting beside my doors. For whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. But he who fails to find me injures himself. All who hate me love death. Wisdom's calling out tonight in this sanctuary. Listen. Listen to my message. Listen to what I have to say. And each one of us is either hearing or not hearing and either taking or not taking. Blessed is the one who listens to me, watching daily at my gates, listening at my doorposts. You don't need an extra devotional of any kind in order to fulfill verse eight, uh, verse, chapter 8, verse 34. You just need a Bible. And every day I pick it up and I listen. Lord, speak to me for your servant is listening. Let's pray. Father, I don't know exactly what that listening will look like for each friend in this sanctuary tonight, but I do know that each of us that will listen with our hearts as well as with our ears will find life, not just eternal life, but abundant life. And those of us who reject your wisdom and think we know better and go off on our own path, 
We'll find death, perhaps ultimately if we never turn, but definitely the dust of death will settle around us in our daily living because we're not following the path that you've laid out. So give us discretion, Lord, to understand your call to us tonight. What specifically should that entail for our living tomorrow? For we ask it in the name of our Lord Jesus, who is for us wisdom from you. Amen.